0: Good morning. This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, and if you've noticed, the voice is a bit different. Joe's on vacation. I'm Glenn Biddle. I'm your substitute teacher this week. I don't know if you turned in on mon- tuned in on Monday, but uh, Joe introduced me. I'll get to that later. But the first thing we need to do is we need to wish Eric Cedarstrom a happy birthday. I'm not going to tell you what his age is, but uh, he's turned 25 twice plus some change. So a big shout out to Eric. Uh, congratulations for making it another year. Now, he's not old enough for the senior citizen discount yet, but he's getting close. But he's not quite there yet. He's still good. If you look at his Facebook page, you can tell exactly how old he is. But he also he doesn't look a day over 40 when you look at the picture. So once again, happy birthday, Eric. Um, on Monday, I was on with Joe, and he introduced me. And I just want to go over that real quick. Um, I'm a teacher from Maryland. I found this show by accident. I found kindred spirits, uh, fellow tinfoil hat wearers, and we're all the crazy uncles in the room at the corner in on Thanksgiving and Christmas, and I feel at home with these guys. So listening to that show at first with Eric and Joe, they crack me up. Sometimes I'd have to pull off the road listening to the podcast on the way home from work because they just say the funniest things. Uh, the motto is economics with attitude and the comfort to disturbed and disturb the comfortable. I'm probably going to do the latter this week with you, with disturbing the comfortable, I'm going to bring up a lot of things that may be controversial, but it's going to get you to think. And I'm going to show you a lot of things that I do in my classroom. I teach 8th grade U.S. history, I've taught 6th grade through 12th grade, all the different social studies classes, U.S. history, AP government, AP U.S. history, geography, done it all. Um, Right now I'm teaching 8th grade U.S. history and just having a blast with it, it's a lot of fun. Um, One of the things, I'm not your regular teacher. Uh, I'm not in the union. I don't believe that public service employees should be in any type of union. Uh, you will see no red for Ed t-shirt on me. I'm a male conservative slash libertarian. Um, and I think teachers make great money for the time that they actually put in. If you take a teacher's salary and divide it by nine and a half in 10 months that they work, they make very good money. Now I've been doing it for a while, so I'm at the top of the pay scale, so it, it helps for me. But the longer you're in, the easier it gets. Okay. I'm also a 24 year military veteran. I retired uh, back in 2006. I spent 18 years in the Army and six years in the Air Force. And I made it over to the sandbox right after 9 11. And that was, that was interesting. But uh, it definitely uh, shapes your opinion and you definitely see the world differently after you've gone over there and, and served this dinner too. Hey, our special today, uh, great special we have. Two and a half dollar gold Indians, uh, two hundred and fifty five dollars. The same ones as yesterday, and we also have some really nice uh, cold piece dollars. Uh, they're heavily circulated condition. They're not going to win any prize at the county fair, but they're also not bad coins. They're, they're decent coins to own. They're three hundred and fifty five dollars a roll, and that works out to seven dollars and seventy five each. And we have as many rolls as you want on those. We have about uh, seventy five or so left of the two two and a half dollar Indians. Those are really nice fractional material. They're great to have for bartering, and a really good price on those. We don't get those a lot, and uh, just a neat coin. The Indians a really cool coin. So that's special. So our numbers here, 800-951-0592, and allamericangold.com. And just so you know, the website or the the, um, streaming now up in – Colorado is working. All you have to do is go to shoutcast.com, Shoutcast.com and do a search for the American Freedom Network. And there will be a button on the All American Gold site at some point so you can do that and then they're gonna ch- reconfigure it up there on the website up at KHNC. So you can definitely stream the show up in Colorado. Those guys are doing a great job, Jason and Brian. They are tearing it up. I think uh Jason's gonna be on with me Friday. We're gonna do a little game show in the second segment, it's gonna be a, a lot of fun. Okay, um, now let's move on. I want to. I'm from Maryland, so I want to kind of tell you a little bit about what's going on here in Maryland. This is an interesting state. Okay, uh, we are a blue state, and we have half of the swamp in my state. People are leaving Baltimore in droves, um, and uh, the ones that are still alive because it's so dangerous there. Uh, people are moving out of our state to avoid high taxes. They're moving to Pennsylvania and Delaware and Florida. Uh but but people are also drawn to the counties that are close to DC at the some of the highest net value uh far as income goes, people that live around here, because they're actually they're probably working in DC making very good money. But they if you take a look at the negative things that are happening in Baltimore, you have a terrible homicide rate. That's 146 people have been killed in Baltimore to date. Uh we have terrible uh gang problem, MS thirteen, uh right around DC. It's really bad. Um And even Mohammed Atal, he was one of the 9-11 hijackers. He was pulled over in Maryland for speeding by one of our state troopers. He was doing 85 and a 55. He was issued a ticket and let go. And unfortunately, back then, the computers were not compatible with the government to tell that he had overstayed his visa. And uh, just think, we could have stopped one of the bad guys before they did their terrible activities on 9-11. It's absolutely terrible. I've got an article for you I want to read about uh, just some of the... Crazy stuff that's going on here in Maryland. Um, here's the headline: Illegal fined $280 for killing FBI agent and fire marshal. And it's from Washington, out of Washington. An illegal alien and motorist ran down an FBI agent and a fire marshal just outside the nation's capital, but got no jail time, and he did not have to appear for trial, and was fined $280 for the careless driving. Roberto Roberto Garlez. Palacios, 28, who arrived in the U.S. from Guatemala and overstayed his visa, was found guilty of driving in a careless and imprudent manner, but without gross deviation. In a hearing in which he did not have to appear last month, he was not held responsible for the deaths of Deputy Chief State Fire Marshal Sandra Cohen and FBI Special Agent Carlos Wolfe in December of last year. The case is now closed, and he paid his fine June 25th. Cohen and Wolf were standing on the side of the road on I-270 in Montgomery County, Maryland, when they were both struck by the Honda Accord. And I'll pick this up on the other side of the break. Once again, Patriot Radio News Hour on a Wednesday. 800 951 592 That's the numbers to get into Wendy and place your order for a special. And remember, today we have the 2 dollars half dollar Gold Indians at $255, and we have the Cold Peace Dollars at $355 a roll. Remember, they are in heavily circulated condition. Uh, just imagine the history behind those, those Peace Dollars there. They've, how many drinks of whiskey did they buy or how many poker games were they involved in? Just, just really neat material to have. I'm a silver guy. Uh, I know Joe's a gold guy, but I love silver. Uh, I, you can stack a ton of it. And you look like a king when you go to look at all your holdings. It's just really cool. Um, so getting back to the story we were talking about, uh, I'll read the headline to you again. It says, Illegal find $280 for Killing an FBI Agent and Fire Marshal. And this just shows you how crazy Maryland is. We are a sanctuary state. And that it, I know you guys in Phoenix are are fully aware of all this, and you have the same problems we do, probably worse because you're near the border. But... You wouldn't think this would be happening in Maryland, which, you know, mid-Atlantic state, but it's happening. So getting back to the article, Cohen and Wolf were standing on the side of the road on I-270 in Montgomery County, Maryland, when they were struck by the Honda Accord driven driven by Garza paleos Wolf crashed earlier, and Cohen had stopped to help him. Garza Palaos told authorities that he couldn't swerve right and went left, not seeing the two men. His vehicle struck Wolf, and another car hit Cohen at the crash scene. Wolf died in the hospital, and Cohen died at the scene. And this case uh, is, is about an unfortunate accident, said Garza paleos attorney, but Mr. Garza Playos feels just terrible about the situation, well, I'm sure he does. Garza Palaos, a native of Guatemala, still faces possible deportation. On May 3rd, immigration authorities arrested him after the accident and charged him with overstaying his visa that expired in 2009. 2009. In 2015, Garza Playos was arrested in Montgomery County, and ICE, that's the agency that the Democrats want to get rid of, and ICE asked him to be placed on hold, but that request was not honored. The lawyer stated that the immigration case is still ongoing, and Garza Playos pleaded guilty to driving while impaired in 2015. He served a four-month stint in jail after smashing windows on 16 cars and lighting a sofa on fire near a construction site. Well, there you have it, uh, an illegal alien, not de- that wasn't detained for ice to go pick up goes and kills two law enforcement officers on the streets the highways of maryland and and that just kind of shows you what's going on here and that's kind of what's going on in the country it's it's unbelievable uh and we, you know we used we say that it's unbelievable 10 20 years ago we would say that's unbelievable but now it's completely believable unfortunately and that's the situation that we're in all right, so that's our first story about Maryland. Now let me give you a little. Let's take a look at the markets because boy, the markets are getting hammered today. I think the trade war has finally kicked in. So across the board, everything's down in the markets. The S and P's down seventeen dollars, seventeen sixty three. Nasdaq's down forty six points. The Dow Jones is down one hundred and seventy two points. The Nikkei overseas, they're down. The Japanese market, they're down two hundred and sixty four points. The Hong Kong market down three seventy. Shanghai down fifty. Okay, so if this was Fed speak, we would say that the markets are experiencing headwinds today. Okay, that's that's how they're going to make it sound much better than it is. I'm sure the plunge protection team is working overtime. They had probably had to bring their sleeping bags in today. To they're to probably staying over tonight and handle things. But on the commodity side, it's a good day if you're a commodities buyer, unless you're a farmer. So wheat is down significantly. It's down. Uh, thirteen. I guess they do this by the ton, but it's it's down pretty significantly. Uh, thirteen dollars and seventy-five cents. But gold, uh, gold's down eight dollars and fifty cents. Great day to buy. And silver is in the range I like to see it for buying purposes. It's at fifteen eighty-five. It's down twenty-three cents. So uh, they sometimes say silver is the rich is the poor man's gold. And but you know what, you, you can't go wrong with that. Tomorrow I'm going to read you a story. About the Wizard of Oz, which is kind of deals with the gold and silver standard. You know, it's not just a children's movie. And and because I promised Joe that I would do some historical stuff, since I'm a history teacher, so we'll get into that tomorrow. Now, while we're talking about this, let's talk about what's on the website because you people have homework. Just because school's out for the summer doesn't mean you have your your school's not out. So we have some homework. It's up on the website, Um, AllAmericanGold.com. You just go to the news section, and we have the USA Debt Clock. I want you to click on that and take a look at it. This homework won't take you long. There's a 30-minute video I would like you to watch called IOUSA. Uh, it shows you what's going on with the country's finances and how in, in trouble we are financially as far as debt. There's a Fed chairman game, and this is a lot of fun. This is an interactive website you can go on that the Fed – I don't know even why the Fed even has this up anymore because you can game the system to show just how bad the – Federal Reserve has screwed things up. What you have to do is go on there, and you're the Fed chairman, and you have to keep the economy within certain parameters. You have to keep it below five percent uh, unemployment. You have to keep the tar- the uh, the inflation rate at two percent, the targeted rate of two percent. So, what you can do with this game—it's a lot of fun. I was talking to Joe about this yesterday. I said, you yeah, you can go on there and you can click the Fed funds rate down to zero and just watch what happens. Because look at what happened after the 2008 crisis, the Fed kept the money supply, you know, the interest rate very, very low. And look at what's happened. Inflation has gone up no matter how they count it. They're lying about it, but it's still high. I mean, Joe was talking about it yesterday, that if they're telling you what the real rate is, you can double or triple what it is. Same with the unemployment rate. Okay. And then we have two infographics, which are really, really cool. I use all these things in my classroom. One is a what what does a trillion dollars look like? And it's stacks of hundred dollar bills and they end up on pallets and then they end up stacked really high. Uh, so it's $20 trillion of debt. This is from 2017, um, our current debt's 21 trillion. But if you look at, at you know, the, the infographic, it's actually really, really cool because it just shows you what the debt looks like when it's stacked up. And this really opens kids' eyes to what the debt is. And then we also have a really cool visualization of all the gold that's ever been mined. Remember, Joe has told you that all the gold in the world that's ever been mined will fit in the Olympic-sized swimming pool. And it shows you exactly what that looks like. So that's your homework. It's due Friday, so I'm going to give you a couple days to do that. And they're all up on the website, allamericangold.com. You just go on there and take a look at those, those links. And we'll get back to those a little later today if we have time. OK, so looking at the markets rough day if you're in the paper market, uh, good day if you're in the hard asset ma- market if you want to buy. So give Wendy a call. She's uh, manning the phones this week. I know I just talked to her this morning. She's out packing up in the back room, packing up all the uh, metals program uh, packages to send out. And while we're talking about the metals program, this is a great month to start fresh with the new quarter. So you can get into the metals program. Um, it's very easy to do. You can start off with as little as $100 a month. Uh, you can use a credit card. You can use a personal check. You can use a money order. Whatever you want to do, to send it in. If you use a credit card, you need to let us know when you want us to charge the credit card from the 1st to the 28th. And um, depending on the amount that you put in, Joe gets a portfolio set up for you. He takes a lot of time, and, and he works with each individual person to make sure that they get the, the right mix of, of gold and silver products. And then at the end of the quarter, you get your product shipped to you just like right now it's being shipped to you uh it comes in a discreet package it's sent certified insured mail so if you're home the the uh, mail carrier have you signed for it or you'll have to go down to the post office and pick it up but it's very safe i think joe said the only time they ever had an issue with with a package that didn't get through was when a hurricane hit and it wiped the house out completely and i think the prep package was either still at the post office or it was at the local police station. But that was the only time they ever had an issue where a package didn't get through. And you can, if you're having trouble one month, you can't go with the with the uh, payment. You can just call in and say, "Hey, I'm having a little trouble this month. No harm, no foul. There's no fee involved with it." Um, also, Joe can set up a precious metal IRA with you. I have a precious metals IRA set up. They're really cool to do. Um, you can also go to the website and look at the online store. you can buy off of that which is really good and uh, when you call Wendy and you say I want the special it's very easy to do you just call in you say I want the special and she's going to say how many and you tell her and she's going to get your address and you're going to figure out how it's going to be paid for and she's going to send you a confirmation number a transaction number and then when Patriot has good funds that's going to be shipped out to you just like any other package they send you it's it's going to be very safe secure shipping and it's very easy whenever i send in an order i always put a little yellow or a green three by five card in there and i just write i want this special and i just send my check in and i write on there it's just that simple and just send them in so it's it's very easy to do okay so um let's get back to now not everything in maryland is gloom and doom we uh we actually have something that's actually pretty positive. I don't know if you were watching over the July 4th weekend, but Travis Pastrana replicates three of Evil Knievel's most famous jumps in one night. Now, why am I bringing up Travis Pastrana? Well, he's from Maryland. He lives right outside of Annapolis. And uh, how many of you, when you were kids, you know, I'm 53, how many of you had that Evil Knievel... Play set where you'd wind it up and you push the button, and he would jump the ramps. And you know, you had the training van and you had the gun that would shoot him out, just like he went over the Snake River. I mean, just really cool. But Travis Pastrana was actually dressed up as had the evil Knievel suit on. And uh, he, Travis Pastrana, succeeded in repeating three of evil Knievel's most famous motorcycle jumps on Sunday night. Donning his own evil Knievel like costume, Pastrana used an Indian Scout FTR 750 to jump 143 feet to clear 52 crushed cars, 192 feet over 16 Greyhound buses, and concluded by jumping 149 feet to clear the fountains at Caesar's Palace. It's just such an honor to live a day in evil's footsteps, and literally his boots, Pastrana said. To be here in Las Vegas, so much of my history has been here. I proposed to my wife here. I had the first Nitro Circus show here, and this was definitely the coolest thing I've ever done. And Travis Pastrana, he has his hand in everything. If you've ever watched some of the motocross, Stuff that he does. I mean, he also drives these off-road buggies, and there for a while he had a, a monster truck. So he's into everything. And then, like I say, he's a fellow Marylander. And that's pretty cool. Now, as far as sports go, we have a uh, an Orioles team here, and they are 49 games below 500 right now, and they are they're in sad shape. Uh, and there's one player, Chris Davis. He's on pace to finish with the lowest qualifying batting average ever two years after re-signing for $161 million. So he's currently hitting 157, and Davis is in danger of finishing the year with the lowest average of anyone to qualify for the batting title. Okay, uh, The current record belongs to Detroit Tigers outfielder Rob Deer, who had 179 in 1991, and Atlanta Braves second baseman Dan Ugla when he tied the mark in 2013. And Davis has scored only 16 runs this year and could break the record for fewest runs scored by a qualifying player by A's midfielder, Mario Guerrero, in 1978. Now, unfortunately, he has this $161 million contract, and the Orioles are kind of stuck with him. And I was scrolled down here to the bottom of this article, and it kind of shows you what's going on as far as what the Orioles are stuck with. Um, let's see. Uh, he, he hasn't been benched yet, but he will... Davis will continue to earn his salary. Through he'll you know, make about forty-two million in deferred money and pay without interest until twenty thirty-seven. So this guy is he's doing terrible. He should be back in the minor leagues or benched. But uh, what a what a mess. Okay, not a good investment there by the Orioles. So that's uh that's our Maryland news. Um, now let's take a look at let's see. Once again, we mentioned our special, great special today. The two and a half dollar Indians, great deal, fractional material, and also are cold piece dollars in heavily circulated condition, $17.75. Now, once again, homework, due Friday, due Friday. Now, we talked about the markets. Now, I want to talk to you real quick about uh, we have the Chinese, okay? These, these guys are, are something else. We're in this trade war, okay? Um, here's the headline. They go low, we go high. China quotes Michelle Obama and sees darkest hour for the world. This is from Zero Hedge. Okay, China is now officially part of the anti-Trump resistance. Readers will recall that on Saturday, among the various responses by Chinese officials to the launch of a trade war by the U.S., we quoted Frank Ning, chairman of the state-owned Cinechem Group, who said that what Trump is doing is more than crazy in reference to Trump's tariffs. The biggest victim from a trade war will be the one who initiates trade protectionism, Ning said, at the C- the APEC-China CEO Forum in Beijing. But the punchline was Ning's closing remarks, in which he cited Michelle Obama's 2016 line from the last U.S. presidential election campaign. When they go low, we go high, a phrase that was subsequently adopted by Hillary Clinton. And uh, that was used in her... Okay, so we'll come back to this uh, after the break. It's halftime on a Wednesday Patriot Radio News Hour. Call Wendy and get the special.
1: This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast delivering a conservative pro family perspective since 1983. As an author, speaker, and the founder of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Mrs. Schlafly spent an astounding 70 years in public service protecting and defending the Constitution, the unborn, and America's sovereignty. Following that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin.
2: Social media had a field day this spring with a photo that appears to show the Trump administration keeping migrant children penned in cages along the U.S.-Mexican border. The viral photo shows two Hispanic children sleeping on a concrete floor behind a chain-link fence. Any news report that confirms what you already believe to be true is said to be too good to check. In this case... This photo seemed to corroborate what the media falsely believes about our president. Look at these pictures, tweeted former President Obama chief speechwriter John Favreau. This is happening right now, and the only debate that matters is how we force our government to get these kids back to their families as fast as humanly possible. The photo was retweeted by other anti-Trump personalities, including Sean King, a notorious Black Lives Matter activist, and Linda Sarsour, the radical Muslim activist who co-founded the Women's March. Donald Trump, as usual, had the last laugh on his critics. The photo was actually taken in June 2014, when Barack Obama was president. The photo was one of ten published by a Phoenix newspaper, the Arizona Republic, under the headline, Immigrant Children Flood Detention Center. The children had crossed the border illegally in Texas without their parents. They were shipped to Nogales, Arizona, where the U.S. government set up a makeshift processing center. The children, mostly of high school and junior high school age, are housed behind 18-foot high chain-link fences topped with razor wire, said the reporter who was allowed to visit the facility. They pass the day lying side-by-side on tiny blue mattresses pressed up against each other on nearly every square inch of the floor. In response to all of this, President Trump tweeted on the day after Memorial Day, "...Democrats mistakenly tweet 2014 pictures from Obama's term showing children from the border in steel cages." They thought it was recent pictures in order to make us look bad, but it backfires. Dems must agree to wall and new border protection for the good of our country, end quote. Once again, Donald Trump emerges the winner, while his critics like Sarsour and King and Favreau look foolish.
1: This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. What's the latest on building the wall to protect our southern border? To the liberal media, it's a joke. But the crisis of illegal aliens is no laughing matter. At phyllisschlafly.com, we're asking serious questions regarding what to build, who's paying for it, and how best to deploy our military. Go to phyllisschlafly.com and join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report.
0: Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I hope you like that bump music I sent to Ramon. It's really cool stuff. I'm an '80s guy, so uh, there's going to be a mix of a lot of different things you're going to hear this week. Okay, so getting back to our article, um, we're talking about the Chinese and their response to the trade war, and as we see today with these markets, there's definitely a trade war going on. Uh, it's showing up in the in the marketplace, so we're, it's definitely starting to get real. Okay. Um, so the headline here was, they go low, we go high. China quotes Michelle Obama's darkest hour for the world. So picking back up on the uh, article here, it says, but the punchline was Ning's closing remarks in which he cited Michelle Obama's 2016 line from the last U.S. presidential election campaign. When they go low, we go high, a phrase which subsequently adopted by Hillary Clinton. And we also wondered if Ning was aware that the extensive use of that line as part of Hillary Clinton's campaign in the 2016 elections ended badly for the Democrats. Well, fast forward just a few days to today when China has decided to double down on what ended up being a losing campaign slogan. And when Assistant Minister for China's Ministry of Commerce, Li Xinjiang, commenting on the latest trade escalation at a forum in Beijing today said that in trade, they go low, we go high, which of course makes absolutely no sense because just minutes after, or later, an official from China's Commerce Ministry reiterated that China will take countermeasures, which for anyone confused means that when they go low, we will go just as low, if not lower, which means China is devaluing its money, okay? And, you know, when you heard the last presidential election, they were always talking about how that China is the largest currency manipulator in the world. And absolutely, they, they manipulate their currency, no doubt about that. Central banks do this all the time. The United States is also a huge currency manipulator because our Federal Reserve is baking into the cake every year 2% inflation. And I was talking with Joe about this on Monday. If you just do the simple math of this, 2% a year for 10 years is 20%. And we always go back to, the, and and this is such a great example. I use it in my classroom all the time. Joe uses this a lot. If you had a $20 gold piece, and you had a $20 bill in 1913 when the Fed was created, and you bury them, and you dig them up today, which one has more value? Okay, that $20 bill is $20 bill. That $20 gold piece, yes, the face value is $20, but if we look at the the market today, you're looking at $1,246. Now, that... Uh, shows you it's not that the gold got any better. It's just that it takes more of your FRNs, those Federal Reserve notes, to to match that that number. So I and I use this example in class with the kids. Bacon, for example, bacon uh, today is like five bucks uh, a pound, depending on what kind of quality you get. Okay, I get the standard kind. If you look about two or three years ago, bacon was probably maybe three dollars a pound. And it's not that the bacon got any better from two or three years ago to today. It's just that it takes more of your money to buy that same pound of bacon. And that means you are losing buying power. And that's happening across the board. And when when the Fed uh, tries to tell you that that the inflation is 2%, they're they're lying to you. I I hate to pop your bubble there. We're disturbing the comfortable here, but uh, you are being lied to by the Federal Reserve and you're being lied to by your politicians when they're saying that the economy's great. It's not great. We have a 21 trillion dollar debt and it's actually much higher than that. When we get into the debt clock, I'll explain to you why it's even higher. Okay, so we can see this this article about uh, Michelle Obama the Chinese quoting her. It's kind of funny, you know, one communist is quoting another, which in my book pretty funny when you think about it. All right, now Donald Trump is overseas. He's going to the NATO summit and uh he is giving it to him over there. Uh, he is letting them have it. Um, I've got a great article about that. Uh, it says, Germany is captive of Russia. Trump slams German hypocrisy over Russian pipeline. Okay, President Trump came out swinging in Brussels after arriving on Air Force One for his second NATO summit. Speaking with journalists before a meeting with NATO, Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg and... All caught strategically on video, Trump slammed Germany for expecting the U.S. to foot the bill for Europe's security in the face of Russian aggression, while Germany and others cut massive energy deals with Russian energy companies. Per RT, that's uh, Russia Today. Germany is so dependent on Russia for energy, Trump said, that it is essentially being held captive by Vladimir Putin, Putin and his government. He didn't say Putin, 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 but I like that saying. That okay? Uh, Trump said that during his breakfast with Stoltenberg having himself between the object of withering critique for the past two years by the U.S. liberal media, that he himself is a Putin puppet. Germany is captive of Russia because it is getting so much of its energy from Russia. They pay billions of dollars to Russia, and we have to defend them against Russia, said Trump at a breakfast with NATO's chief. Okay, And this is quite true because the uh, the Russians are able to pipe in that natural gas into Europe and all they have to do is turn the valve off, and they can pretty much cripple Europe. And the best time to do that would be during the winter, and you can pretty much ask of any amount of money that you want. Why do you think we're in these wars overseas? If you've ever watched the movie Syriana, it's all about uh, where pipelines are going to be built, what oil companies are going to get what deals. Uh, if, if you look at at Syria right now, it looks like we're not going to worry about regime change there right now but it looks like what pipeline is going to go through syria who's going to have access who's going to run pipelines through afghanistan who's going to run pipelines through iraq and it's all about controlling these resources and it's it's very interesting that trump can go over there and well, trump can do this because he just doesn't care he's going to tell it like it is and he's letting them know that that this is bad and unfortunately it it's Bad that when the president goes over there and, and has to chastise that the uh, NATO allies to get their house in order, but it, it definitely makes sense. And we are footing the bill a lot of this, for this protection of Europe. We have been since the World War II, and uh, it, it's time that they pay up. But it's also kind of funny when you when you look at this. I mean, this is a great article, but there's also another article I found that that Germany is in really bad shape as far as their military goes. And the headline is, Laughing Stop. Germany's soldiers forced to use broomsticks for guns as Donald Trump blasts Angela Merkel over NATO spending. The highly embarrassing episode revealed in a leak report is just the beginning of the country's woes as it fights to reverse chronic army shortages. And it says, Germany's military is so underfunded that its troops use broomsticks painted black as mock weapons during a NATO defense exercise. And there's a picture here of these German troops getting into a helicopter, and they're they're literally carrying broomsticks. Now we had to do this in World War One when we were just scaling up for the war because we didn't have enough guns for all the the men that were under arms. And yes, they had to walk around with broom uh, broomsticks in training, but they weren't actually going to fight with those. Now, this is bad. A modern army has to walk around with broomsticks. Unbelievable. Um, there's lots of other things here. It says it comes as Donald Trump has vowed to make Chancellor Andrew Merkel increase her defense spending to reach the minimum spending obligations all NATO members must adhere to. General Harold a former chief of staff for the German armed forces, later described it as a huge embarrassment. The unit was supposed to be ready to deploy whenever a NATO member was threatened, he warned. He added, If it's not the case, then both for NATO and the Federal Republic of Germany, this is highly embarrassing. Now, they do have a major problem here because um, I think out of 124 fighter planes that they have, only four are actually able to be flown. All of their submarines at one point this year were not able to go out to sea. And uh, they're, they're using civilian cars and just regular military vans and civilian Mercedes vans as armored personnel carriers for their training. This is a joke. All right, now coming back on the uh, other side of the break, we're going to start wrapping up. We're going to go over your homework, and uh, once again, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Give Wendy a call. And welcome back, Patriot, Ra- Patriot Radio News Hour eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That was the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I don't know if you know the backstory behind that song, but uh, it was a terrible shipping accident. And Gordon Lightfoot, who's the the who came up with that song, was apparently was on an airplane and read an article about that um, terrible sinking, and wrote the song while he was on the airplane. And uh, obviously, whenever you hear that song, you have to just listen to it. Just a great, great song. It captivates you. Okay, so I've got a great article here. (laughs) It talks about three three phrases bosses use when they want to fire you. Now, yesterday, Joe was talking about that BMW plant down in Spartanburg, South Carolina, that BMW has made a deal with China that they're going to make more cars over in China. So if if I were paying attention, I would think that if I were the people that are working at that Spartanburg factory, that maybe my job is going to be going away. But... It says, getting fired may conjure dramatic scenes of tears, shouting, and phones being slammed down. But according to a best-selling management author and CNBC CNBC contributors, Susie Welch, most real-life terminations look nothing like the ones on TV. Remember The Apprentice when Donald Trump would fire you? You're fired, and you just walk out of the room. Okay, there's rarely boardroom drama or public display, Welch tells CNBC. And there's never tense music. Nope, in real life, Being let go tends to be a rather quiet affair. In fact, sometimes the warning signs are so subtle that many people don't even realize they're in imminent danger. But if you pay attention and listen closely, you can often see the writing on the wall. If your manager uses one of the following three phases, which warns you, you might be about to get fired. The first one, could you put that in writing? Being asked to put something in writing could be a red flag that your boss is gathering all the materials they need to justify firing you. The minute a boss asks you to document anything, Welch says, they are stuffing your folder to facilitate your termination process. Number two, I think we should bring HR into this. If the presence of a human resource representative is ever requested to deal with the situation, Welch says you should be very afraid about your standing with the company. The minute you have trained professionals in the middle of conversations with your boss or colleagues, think divorce attorney. He says, understanding that HR is in the room to start the negotiation towards a conscious uncoupling. Number three, you're not a good fit. Companies today are looking for more than just talented workers who can get the job done. They're also looking for employees who can mesh well with an organization's mission, culture, and values. That's why, Welch said, any conversation you have about your fit within a company should be treated as a warning sign that your boss may not like you. In fact, she explains that lack of fit could be another way of saying, you're causing too much friction here, or more plainly, people just don't like working with you. A lot of managers use the lack of fit as the magical potion for dismissal. Since it can't really be disputed, she says, it is all in the eye of the beholder. And if that beholder is your boss, well, you're out of luck. Welch says, if it sounds like she's encouraging you to be paranoid about your job, well, in the words of Intel founder and former CEO Andy Grove, only the paranoid survive the truth is getting fired in real life isn't the same as it is on tv she warns it's quieter you have to listen for it so you can sometimes i wonder what those deutsche back people are, are experiencing when they get fired are they getting an email is the door locked when they get there you know they change the locks. uh... Is the guy? There's a guy come up to you with a cardboard box on a Friday and says, "Hey, pack all your stuff out of your desk. You're gone." And they escort you to the door. Remember the video last year where the the company was going to downsize all of the workers, and the guy was standing up on a box and he's yelling to the employees about what's going on, and they and they started mouthing off to him, and he told them to shut up. Remember that video? I know. I think Joe talked about that uh, last year, and that's kind of the mentality. When you're getting those words, you're getting fired. So, uh, what if you're a Ford employee? Uh, If you're working on the car line, I think your days may be uh, Soon over because they're switching to production of a very few cars and just mostly trucks And a lot of that stuff is moving to Mexico. So you got to be careful Okay, so just so just in case remember those three things okay first one could you put that in writing number two? I think we should bring HR into this and then uh, number three you're not a good fit So that's what you have to look out for okay now these are the costliest states to be caught speeding now i know joe talks all the time about how arizona has just very costly dwi or dui fines and you know it could be ten thousand dollars or more so it's cheaper to take the uber um i'm i've got this off of uh, zero hedge today and it there's a really neat map that shows you it's color coded dark blue shows the worst states uh Arizona, you are one of those, unfortunately. And my home state of Maryland is pretty bad. It also lists Delaware as bad. When I was younger, I was always heard that if you got pulled over in Delaware and you were out of state, if it was a big fine, you got hauled into the magistrate and you didn't leave until you paid the fine. So you had to figure out how to do that. So that's pretty rough. Okay, so let's take a look at this article. Until self-driving cars completely take over for humans, something that could still be decades away, police will probably continue to hand out speeding tickets, which are an important source of funding for many departments struggling with shrinking budgets. But surprisingly, the cost of receiving a speeding ticket can be very significantly from state to state. According to a report from WalletHub, Delaware and Colorado are the most expensive states to be caught speeding in or driving recklessly. And Arizona and New Mexico and California weren't far behind. Well, I was in Delaware yesterday going to the beach. I always make sure I go to the speed limit. Uh Jason and Brian, Colorado, be careful guys, drive the speed limit. Okay. Um, so but when it comes to the highest cost that drivers face, Oregon issues the heaviest fines for reckless driving topping out at six thousand two hundred and fifty dollars, in the report found. One of the on the cheaper end of the spectrum, Kentucky, Mississippi, and New Mexico and Ohio. Issue the lowest tickets for moving violations at $100. The average maximum ticket cost driver is $845, up 14% for 2015. Now, so it's kind of interesting. They also talk about how uh, how the CPI doesn't count this into uh, any of the, of the findings here. Um, it also says, unsurprisingly, Texas was the most permissive state when it comes to finding drivers for speeding. So there's some states out west, you can drive as fast as you want during the day and at night. You know there is a speed limit, but sometimes they say drive as fast as as you think safe out west, and that that's kind of neat. Um, so I just thought I'd pass that along to you. All right, let's talk homework. Okay, so if you go to the website allamericangold.com, there are three things or five things actually. I had Ramon put up. The first one is the USA Debt Clock, and this one's really really cool. When I show this one to my kids, they they freak out, and we'll pick this up after the break. We're almost done on a Wednesday Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll see you on the other side. And welcome back, final segment, Patriot Radio News Hour. The number, 800-951-0592. Give Wendy a call if you want that special. Just real quick on the special, we have the 2 dollars half dollar Indians at $255, and we have the Call Peace Dollars at $355 a roll. Remember, they're they're not prize winners at the county fair, but they're also, you know, not dogs either. They're, they're decent coins uh, for the money, okay? They work out to about... Uh, a coin. You can't beat that. There's nothing wrong with stacking silver. You're going to need it. We're going to talk about prepping one day this week, and I've got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time I've ever done a show like this. Uh, I hope it went well for you. Uh, I'm going to give you my email address. If you have any comments you want to talk to me about or if you want to have any ideas for the show this week, let me know. My email address is very simple. It's Biddle, B-I-D-D-L-E, Biddle, at the little at sign, Go GoEaston G O E A S T O N dot net. Biddle at Easton dot net. Feel free to email me. If you think I'm terrible, let me know. I'll try to work on it and make it better. If you think I'm I'm good, you email Joe directly and let him know. Double J at AllAmericanGold dot com. Either way, but you probably need a couple more days. Um I, I have to let you know I didn't cover half the stuff I had ready to go today. So that's a good thing. It's better to have more than not have enough. Once again, we want to wish a happy birthday to Eric Federstrom the uh, former chairman, boss, cook and bottle washer of Patriot. Good job to him. Okay. Um, I absolutely love listening to Eric on the radio. He cracks me up. One time he made a comment about, I think it was the Federal Reserve Chairman, and that how he was all screwed up. And he said, he that guy couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. And I'd never heard that before. That was absolutely hilarious. I had to literally had to pull off the side of the road. I was laughing so hard at that. Okay, and we want to wish Joe a happy vacation. You know, he's in West Virginia at the Gorge. And remember, Joe had some health issues earlier this year, and he's all better. I talked to him about that. I said, but I, I think Joe... Maybe I'd look to some vacation brochures, and you know how when you go to a theme park and you have to be so high to ride a ride, so tall to ride the ride? Well, maybe you know at that gorge, besides the whitewater rafting, you can parachute jump off a bridge, and you can bungee jump. So maybe Joe had to lose a little weight so he didn't max out the tensile strength of that, that bungee cord. Maybe he's doing that. I'm sure we'll hear all the cool stories next week, uh, but we'll see about that. So looking at the markets again, not much has changed. We're fed speak. We still have headwinds facing us, uh, but it's a good day to, to be a silver or gold buyer. Uh, gold is down tw- or silver is down 24 cents and gold is down $9 now at $1,246. So that's where we are. Now homework. It's due Friday. The first thing is you're going to have to look at the USA debt clock. There's a lot of things going on in that debt clock. I want you to concentrate on the upper left portion of the debt clock. And one of the things I want you to do is I want you to screenshot that section where it shows you what the debt is. Screenshot the top left corner and then just put that on the desktop of your computer and leave it there for a month and then come back to the debt clock and then look at it again and you're going to see a noticeable change. It's crazy. And I want you to go to the Fed Chairman game, give that a shot. That's a lot of fun to do. If if my eighth graders can do it, you can do it. Okay, then take a look at the IOUSA 30-minute version, the the little video there. And I want you to take a look at the two infographics. One, what does a trillion dollars look like? U.S. debt visualized stacking hundred-dollar bills. And take a look at the stack of gold. So we're done today. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Thank you for riding in the car with me uh we'll see you tomorrow have a great day and if you see eric and phoenix wish him a happy birthday see you tomorrow